Hey everybody, it's Luke McElroy back with another Physiology Secrets. Just wanted to jump on today and say good day. Uh, it's been a little while since we've spoken. Uh, we've been super busy, Nick and I have been super busy behind the scenes, um, cracking down on some work. So I wanted to give you an update on what's been going on. <clears throat> uh, we're in a busy period now with, with schools. I might have mentioned in a previous podcast that we start to do some presentations at schools. So we basically go around to year 11 and 12 PE classes and, and, and put a student or a couple of students through some testing. So we'll do like VO2 max testing with lactate. We'll do some, just starting to introduce some anaerobic Wingate tests. But basically do a bit of a battery of tests and then tie it into what they're learning about. So um, we've had a little bit of a little bit of time to have a breath the last couple or this week and next because obviously in the school holiday period. Um, but then we've got I did the math the other day. We've got 47 schools in 25 days, so it's almost two a day. So we're quite busy doing that. But um, I wanted to jump on and let everyone know that we've just, or, or well, just as of yesterday, I've just purchased another set of VO2 Max testing equipment. So we've got it should be it should be, uh, should arrive soon, maybe next week. Um, but yeah, decided to invest in a second set of everything. Well, you know, in terms of, not we can get another treadmill because it won't fit, but a second set of everything else. So we can do two tests at a time. That way, because what we were sort of doing was during May and June, there's very little availability for testing for athletes. Um, and I didn't want you guys to miss out because we were off site on schools all the time. So yeah, decided to get a second set. So now we can do two benefits. Now we can do a school and um, and some athletes at the same time, or we can do two schools, or even better than that, we can do two athletes at the same time, and that's something I'm going to ramp up over the next, I don't know, week or so. I might float some ideas around there. Let me know if you're keen, but you can basically come in, bring your bike, put it on the tax, and race a friend at the same time. So you could actually do the test exactly at the same time, and I, re- I, don't know, I reckon people will push harder, especially if you've you know, got a, a mate that you're pretty competitive with I reckon people will push a little bit harder if there's that sort of friendly rivalry going on so um, yeah I'll speak to Nick this weekend but we're thinking it might just roll it out on a Saturday or something and just get heaps of people through just for like, we do it cheap as well just for a bit of fun uh, to see how you come beat your mate see what you can do so uh, if that is of interest let me know because that'll be handy um, just finished up with Sergi who is a high performance guy um, and had Andrew yesterday, and just wanted to speak a little bit about what they're up to and what we're up to with the with the high performance guys and and, and, the, and the results that they're seeing. So, um, so just finished up with Sergi. He he's the triathlete. He's got Challenge Melbourne coming up, and he jumped on coaching. Well, we did his first round of testing. We did end of December, so what twenty sixth of December. So he's been on for just over three months. And a really, really motivated guy, and I'm super stoked. He's stoked as well. We're both super stoked with the results that he's seeing. So um, he's improving session to session, week to week. And it's always nice when it shows up in the data because it doesn't always. It doesn't always show up depending on how specific or, or what sort of block of training we're doing. People won't necessarily see um, VO2 max increase or, or, or whatever, just depending where we're at. But uh, yeah, he, he managed to get his VO2 up from 51.2 up to 62.7 in three months. So it's about 20%. Um, really, really, really happy with that. 20% increase in VO2 max. His threshold was up 10%. Um, and he lasted 10% longer in the test as well. So tick, tick all around. And um, 
just some really significant results. Like, I've done a few videos where I've taken someone who's relatively untrained and then did some training and they got quite fit. That makes sense. Like, it's pretty easy. But to take people who are already pretty fit and then take them to like a 20% increase. Um, I'll be honest, that even surprised me tonight. I didn't expect a 20%. I haven't seen a 20% increase from someone who's relatively fit already for uh, for a very long time. So that's uh, exciting all round. So his heart rate was 13 beats lower on average every stage. His lactate was 1.5 to 3 millimoles lower. And that's the key. Like some people's VO2 max, there isn't, it's not going to change that much. You might have the same VO2 max, but you have a much better buffering capacity of that lactic acid. So... For example, previously his his lactate was two point uh, it was two point five at two hundred and ten watts, but now it's down to one point eight, which is still considered resting. And then the next top, next stage, it was two forty. It used to be uh, a lactate of of four, and this time it was only two point eight. And then the next big jump was used to be five point eight liter, uh, sorry, not liters, five point eight millimoles of lactate, but then it was only four this time. So you can see that. By having that reduction in blood lactate, that's going to be a massive indicator of improved performance. In fact, lactate um, velocity at lactate threshold is the best indicator for success in endurance sports. So I might harp on quite a bit about VO2 max, but at the end of the day, that, that gives you the potential of your engine, but it doesn't tell you what you can tap in or what proportion of that engine you can tap into. So it's that velocity at lactate threshold, so that speed, that power at lactate threshold, um, which determines with 93% certainty who wins. I, 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 um, I read a study that showed the correlation between there was lactate threshold and performance, there was VO2 max and performance, and there was a couple other measurements as well, and there was a 93% correlation between somebody's velocity at threshold and who won the race. Whereas if you jumped over to VO2 max, uh, it was, I can't remember the exact number, it was about 75% correlation. So still pretty good. Obviously high VO2 max is great, but if you can't functionally use that proportion of the engine, then it's not really gonna matter in the scheme of things unless you're doing a three minute event or less. But anything that's longer than that, eight minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, three hours, um, it's all about threshold and, and the proportion of that you can use. As I said, VO2 max is still important because nobody can hold 100% VO2 max. You wanna get that up first, then see how much of that you can use through improving your threshold. Um, so stoked all around, it was all good. Uh, the only thing that didn't change much was fraction of expired oxygen. So remember VO2 max being the amount of, of the volume of oxygen we can take in, transport and utilize. He could take in more, his ventilation increased, which was good, um, at, partly as a result of better hydrogen buffering, lactic acid buffering. Uh, his, heart, his transport and circulation was better, lower heart rate, but taking in about 25% more oxygen or circulating a lot more blood. So heart size, left ventricle size has increased significantly. Um, which, which is good. And then although his, his fraction of expired didn't change too much, the other two factors were enough to obviously see that 20% increase, which is, which is good. Um, on the topic of lactic buffering, had Andrew come in yesterday. Again, his VO2 max went up as well, which is good, um, considering he's been pretty, pretty interrupted with a very busy work schedule. He's training for um, Cairns Full, Cairns Full Ironman. And uh, his VO2 max went up about, what would that be, about, uh, about 12%, 12 or 13%. So he went up from low 50s to high 50s, which is good. 
And uh, but what was really impressive with with this guy is that he um, his lactate threshold, or, or just his, his buffering ability of lactic acid was so much better. Like I'm going to do a I'm going to do a a screen recorded video to explain this because it's really quite quite phenomenal the, the changes that we saw. But there was a stage where he was producing 4.4 millimoles of lactate. Whereas at the same point, last test, which was three months ago, he was producing 14 millimoles of lactate. So he's got a 10 millimole decrease. And his peak was only 6.3 compared to last time where it was up around 16 or 15. I can't remember what the, what the peak was exactly. But um, similar story in that VO2 max was up. Heart rate was on average about 13 beats lower. But really, really positive signs was that his, his, his millimoles of lactate was just so far reduced that it's not funny. And we haven't done any building work whatsoever, no long threshold stuff. It's all been base building at the moment, so we're just transitioning into the build phase. So we, we have been doing long, slow base zone two stuff and the VO2 intervals. And we're about to jump into longer threshold stuff in zone three uh, for 10, 20, 60 minute repeats, that sort of thing. Um, so really positive, and it just goes to show that those VO2 intervals, although their, their goal is to improve VO2 max, they do work with lactic buffering as well. Clearly, clearly it works. A combination of being able to use more oxygen, meaning that he doesn't need to rely on the anaerobic glycolysis system until later, that's a benefit in itself. But then once it is being used, the ability to tolerate and clear, particularly clear lactic acid, was, was well and truly through the roof. Um, I would say that lactic tolerance being able to tolerate it is where the next uh, focus point will be for for Andrew, but that makes sense because that's what the build phase is is aiming to do. All right, so he can clear it out well because we're doing stuff well above threshold and, and at VO2 max. We can't tolerate that four, five, six millimoles for a long time yet because we haven't done training, which involves holding it for 10, 20, 30, 60 minutes. So uh, that's just a natural progression of of a training program. So. Um, Really, really positive results. Uh, Nick and I have been speaking about how we're going to run this high-performance coaching into the future, and we have uh, we're going to have a couple of changes for the better. We always like to keep on innovating and adding more value to the, to these guys and girls. So um, more on that later. But uh, it's, it's going to be uh, our vision for it is to be the the best possible program for an endurance athlete and it's not going to be a club environment we're very very specific there's not going to be hey let's go do your swim squad and your run squad and your ride squads together because everybody needs different training um, it's going to be very much tailored towards all right let's get your body moving properly get the mobility right let's do some strength and conditioning we're going to invest in a set of of some of okay um uh, a barbell and, and a squat rack and we're going to do we're going to teach the movements so that people can do a strength program in the gym we're going to do swim analysis running biomechanics we've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline which is all going to I've probably just blown what we're going to surprise everyone with but that's the sort of area we want to go with as opposed to being that club environment we want to be a um, high performance like get your biomechanic get get you moving properly get you injury free get you strong and then give you specific training sessions which you can then go do in your own time but also do as part of a social squad environment um, if you want so no particular um, takeaway from today guys just wanted to give you an update on sort of what, what where we're at and where we're going um, 
but uh, I guess as a practical takeaway, think about when's your event and, and, and think about the natural progression of, of the type of training that you should do to get there in terms of um, should you be building your aerobic engine, should you be working on lactic tolerance, lactic buffering, um, clearing it out. So there's all little ways that you can change your work to rest ratios and your intensities to, to logically hit the right intensity for that benefit. Uh, and just remember that it's all about lactate, percentage of lactate threshold, which determine who, who wins. But in order to get your lactate threshold as high as possible, we want to build up that engine first. Then we want to shift the focus and get that threshold up. Okay. Um, any questions, let me know, guys. Particularly if you are interested in, say, bringing a mate in and doing like a bike test at the same time. Um, just, yeah, show me if there is any interest because I reckon that would be a bit of fun. And uh, we're going to do it at a pretty good price. So speak to you soon and um, enjoy the rest of the week.